1: Plus.
2: I will now perform my rendition of one of the songs from Carrie. I'm Carrie, something about a Carrie, la la dee da 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 Carrie, ba 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 da, da Carrie. <laughs> Hello, I'm Andrew
0: and I'm Jess.
2: And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to convince Jess that everything sucks.
0: And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. (laughs) What? Oh, is that what this is about? (laughs) That that is the premise of this podcast. That's why people keep listening. You're
2: right. You're right. I might have gotten that one wrong. Sorry
0: about that. You know what? It is a kooky time. You know why? Cause it's Halloween. Oh
2: my God! It's it's I'm spooked.
0: <laughs> what are you dressing up as this year, Andrew? I know last year you were your Pennywise.
2: This year I'm going to be a Fortnite character. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my God! Jess is so far out of the loop. Can you get a load of this guy? <laughs>
0: Not that anyone asks, but this year I am dressed up as Stephen King's Pennywise the Clown.
2: Stephen King. I feel like we talked about his
0: last year. Yeah, but we're talking about him again this year. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Stephen King. Yes. Would you believe that actually Stephen King's work has been adapted into musical theater? Would you ever believe that? Wow, Stephen King adapting something. What the fuck? Doesn't even make sense. Maximum Overdrive makes sense.
2: Maximum Overdrive is a musical. It is, though. It's all the music
0: was written by ACTC. (laughs) You know what? That is fair. I forgot about that part. (laughs) Maximum Overdrive, the musical, coming to the Stephen Sondheim Theater this July. We actually
2: are talking about Maximum Overdrive today. Um, What was your thoughts on this one? Not enough trucks, (laughs) not enough trucks. I agree. Not enough trucks, not enough hard rock. Um,
0: Really could have used some some more of that. Wait, wait, I'm getting words from 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 the office that, in fact, we are not doing Maximum Overdrive the musical. We are, in fact, doing Carrie the musical.
1: Screaming in my ear, I hear Every day they mock me and push me around Till I drop, if I had a wish gone
0: So the book or novella, of Carrie was written by Stephen King in 1974. And the plot of the book was, it was set primarily in the then-future year of 1979. It revolves around the character of Carrie White, an unpopular friendless misfit who is bullied through high school, and she newly discovers her telekinetic powers to exact revenge on those who torment her. While in this process, she causes one of the worst local disasters the town has ever had,
2: King has commented that he finds the work to be raw and with surprising power to hurt and horrify. It is one of the most frequently banned books in the United States.
0: Um, It is revenge porn, basically. It's like getting back at those who did you wrong. And everyone else also. Yes, it is like the epitome of like, I'll get them back one day. It is really the epitome of everyone that's like i've been bullied (laughs) i'm gonna imagine their heads on a stick yeah
2: reading this is the same exact feeling as reading writings by elliot roger or
0: the columbine shooters
2: you guys are terrible people why are we why are we talking about this Mm hmm.
0: Why was this adapted into a musical? But before it was adapted into a musical, it was adapted into a film in 1976 by Brian De Palma. It starred Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, Betty Buckley and John Travolta. Betty Buckley would later be cast as Margaret in the musical adaptation, which is kind of cool.
2: I don't remember that John Travolta was in this.
0: He probably didn't play that big of a character.
2: Okay. yeah, I literally I've seen the movie. It's been a few years.
0: Full disclosure, I have not seen the movie, but I have read the book.
2: Okay, I have seen the movie and I have not read the book.
0: So we're a bit on the reverse, but we've both seen the musical. (laughs) We have seen that. Let's talk about the movie
2: first, though, or the book. Why don't we Um, talk about the book first?
0: I think the book is well written, very short, very easy read. Stephen King is like well known for a reason, and he is truly impressive. But yeah, the movie
2: is really good. I'm going to go ahead and recommend the movie right now. And it's Halloween time, so you should probably watch a horror movie. So do, do watch this one if you
0: haven't seen it. It's good. Do you recommend the remake with Coley Grace Moretz. I've never seen it. Nobody has. <laughs>
2: I don't recommend it because I don't see why you'd want to watch something that wasn't the original one.
0: There is no way to improve upon that film, (gasps) except for adding musical numbers. Uh, I'd
2: say that even that's arguable, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Andrew, how does it feel to be wrong about everything?
2: Jess, how does it feel to be wrong about everything?
0: (laughs) All right. Now that we've talked about the book and the film and given our opinions on the original stories, let us go on to the original stage musical. All right. So what most people know about Carrie the Musical is that it was a huge flop. Literally, it only played for five performances on Broadway. And I think that's a record for the quickest closure of any Broadway show.
2: That's pretty good.
0: If only it were rent. After the success of Stephen King's novel and Brian De Palma's cinematic adaptation, screenwriter Lawrence D. Cohen, who wrote the script for De Palma's film and composer Michael Gore, who wrote a lot of the songs from the movie Fame, set out to work on a musical version of the material. I don't know if you'd push those two together to make any other adaptations, but it works, I guess. The musical started its first run by the Royal Shakespeare Company in Stratford, England, The production was plagued with script and technical problems. Do you want to hear about some of those technical problems, Andrew?
2: Oh, boy, I can't wait to hear about those technical problems. The
0: crew was unable to douse the main actress who played Carrie with fake blood without causing her microphone to malfunction and for causing the rest of the cast to slip all over the high fructose corn syrup, filling the stage. So they had to figure out some other way, which involved like the actresses just tossing blood into her face in a little cup.
2: They would have had a better luck if they had actually used real pig's blood.
0: So they brought on director Terry Hands, who really have has never directed any musical theater material or any like play material before. He also didn't know the source material and viewed the story more as a Greek, Greek tragedy than a high school story. Is this guy an idiot? This guy is an idiot because he (laughs) dressed the actors in fucking togas.
2: Can we see this? Is this anywhere? Is this guy like? full on like
0: dumb, but basically they like wrapped them around like their legs so it looks like booty shorts and all that. People paid to watch this. Yeah, they put they tried to make the togas look like modern, but overall togas are still togas. I just I don't understand. You want to know the funniest fucking thing that really boggles the mind? Sure, I'd love to. All right so he got a call from one of the composers or someone who was involved behind the scenes and he told him, "I want this scene to be something more like the musical Greece but hands interpreted it as "I want it to be more like Greece the location."
2: yeah um, this guy is actually dense <laughs> <How do> you- <laughs> And I mean, dense like a rock, you know,
0: (laughs) like who would think to do this story in fucking togas
2: a genius. I'm pretty sure
0: it's symbolic. (laughs) That high school is a battleground like the Grecian, like the Romans.
2: Yeah, I think that's like a carries the Spartans. Uh. Uh, what happened hang hang on a second her mother is like a a greek god Uh, that represents misery i what is it Uh, jess make this stop dude i can't
0: like i can't i'm just gonna continue on with the disaster that was the original production (laughs) togas okay (laughs) Rewrites continued following each show. The same show was never performed twice. And veteran actress Barbara Cook resigned when she was nearly decapitated by an elaborate set piece. Do you know what that set piece was? What's that? A fucking staircase.
2: How do you get decapitated by a staircase? Because
0: it's coming in on a robotic like electronic... RC controller, and it's not quite aware of where she was on stage. And it just comes in and like almost decapitates her. So she resigned after the first performance and was willing to wait until they found a replacement. But she they never found a replacement before they closed in England. So overall, everything that they did in England was a huge fucking disaster. Brilliant. But hey, there is hope. Phantom of the Opera was a disaster before it aired on Broadway in, like, London, so maybe it could be good, too. The crew brought Carrie the Musical to Broadway for $8 million, an insane number at the time of the mid-80s. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) The show opened for previews on April 28th, 1988, to wildly mixed reactions. The curtain call was met with both boisterous applause and loud boos. Um, The, The press was not kind to the musical at all. Their scathing reviews are ultimately what sank the show altogether. When Carrie at the prom night climax destroys her classmates and the building by
3: simply willing it, there are a couple of ridiculous firecracker pops and a few weak laser beams. I've seen better special effects from a box of Cracker Jack. Are we supposed to be scared? This show couldn't frighten a nervous mouse. It's the stuff of a horror movie presented as if it were the stuff of grand drama or grand drama. That's what's wrong here. If this musical had a sense of humor, it might well be on the road to success, but it doesn't and it isn't, Uh, and that's regrettable. This is one of those shows where everything is bad. Even the costumes are ugly. It's supposed to be serious, scary. Why the funny car? It's Grease Meets Slime, Slime Wins. Betty Buckley, who plays Carrie's mother, has a beautiful singing voice, but no character to play. My sympathies to her, to the young woman who sings so well as Carrie, to Diane Love, and to the rest of the cast so abused, I expected them to start shooting flames at the incompetent creators. This book and score would fail a college course in musical theater. The direction and staging are even worse. In this number, some very inventive Debbie Allen choreography tripped up by maybe the worst song in the history of the Broadway theater. She sings, and I quote, It's a simple little gig. You help me kill a pig, and I've got some uses for the blood. And the guy singing backup go, pig, pig, blood, blood, pig, pig, blood, blood. (laughs) I checked. The producer's name looking for Zero Mistel's name, and honestly expected eight guys to come out singing Springtime for Hitler. In the movie, she locks everybody into the gym, sets it on fire, but if you haven't seen the movie, you don't have a clue. Red lasers go off and everybody on stage is writhing with looks of pain on their faces, but everybody in the audience had that same look. (coughs) The creators did succeed in one way. Carrie is horrible. Who? At least
2: the weather is nice. Well, I guess I hope we have nice weather tomorrow, Jess.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Really, they did not pull punches for Carrie the Musical. They were scathing and tore that musical apart for really no good reason aside from the fact that they like to see a failure. Though the show sold out every night, the musical officially opened on May 12th, 1988 and officially closed on May 15th, only after five performances. A record.
2: How did they get five performances in three days? Don't you know how Broadway works? It's
0: eight performances
2: a week, sir. I don't know how Broadway works.
0: Isn't that the premise of the show? Do you want to speculate on why you think it was a failure? Um, well,
2: Toga's... Um, it just seemed like a bad idea. Honestly, I don't think that Carrie, the subject matter...
0: I think the biggest issue of Carrie, the musical was it was trying too hard to be the lame is or the fan of the Opera and embrace like the very intense spectacle that those shows brought. They instead of offering a falling chandelier, a giant barricade or a huge helicopter like Miss Saigon, it offered like this laser light show destruction scene where Carrie destroyed it. And they had these big like boisterous ballads. When really a more intimate storytelling like aesthetic would have suited the story way better instead of like the big boisterous one. I think the fact that they had such a high expectation and high um, dramatic like dance numbers, they had like a huge choreographer that chorea- that choreographed all the huge scenes. Really, I think the bigger that it was, was its downfall inevitably.
2: I think the reason they did it, though, is because of the movie.
0: Explain. I'm curious.
2: Okay, well, I mean, the movie is known for that one scene, basically. So the musicals like to get asses in seats, you got to outdo it. You know?
0: Yes, but nobody's gonna, also it was
2: going to come watch a musical version of something when it's not as good as the one you could just watch at home.
0: But they toned down the telekinetic abilities so much that most people didn't even understand what was happening in the last scene. How so? Basically, they didn't set up the telekinetic abilities aside from like maybe it was something very subtle. So when the last scene came, most people who weren't aware of the original film or novel were just confused as to what was going on. They did set it up, though, didn't they? Or was that later on they did that? That was added in the revival. Oh, okay. Really, I'm not sure if it was 100 percent deserving of its original reviews, because I really think the performances by Betty Buckley and a lot of the other leads were incredible and completely deserving of praise, despite the fact that the whole altogether wasn't all there. I suppose you're right. Also, I think reviewers are too like if you watch those reviews, they feel very high and mighty and very, very much like we are better than this. To
2: be fair, they're on TV. Where are we, Jess? We're on like iTunes.
0: <laughs> we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher.
2: Anybody can get on those platforms, Jess. When was the last time you were on TV?
0: All right, so that was the original run of Carry the Musical. Uh- Hi, guys. Sorry to bother you in the middle of a podcast, but I'm just here to remind you to please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Also, please go to our new YouTube channel, Musical Theater Lives, which is brand new, rebranded altogether. So check that out, please. As well, you can follow us on social media. Just look us up. We'd love to have conversations with you. And, yeah, I'm being a horrible shill right now, as Andrew would say, if he were here. So let's get you back to it. Thank you for listening. I prayed this day would never come. I should have known. I should have known. Now I'm alone and so afraid. Oh, Lord, I've seen this power before. The flesh is weak and I implore. Brother, don't forsake her. Father, take her. Cleanse and
2: the power and the glory forever and ever and ever Amen. All right, let's talk about the uh, changes that I don't know about.
0: They revived it because it became such a cult hit. And they thought, you know, this didn't get the right attention the first time around. And we feel that it would fit better off-Broadway than on-Broadway. In a very similar way that Little Shop of Horrors fit better off-Broadway than on-Broadway as well. I agree completely. What did they change? The main changes were in storytelling and reigning in the emotion as opposed to, like, the grandiose, like... Choreography as well as the laser light effects of the destruction. Yeah. They felt that the best way was to explore the characters, make it more realistic as opposed to the very, very strange production that was the original Carrie musical. No more togas. Yeah. Believe it or not, they got rid of the togas. They made it more realistic as to what um, a high school looks like nowadays. Um, The destruction scene was much more realistic as opposed to like grandiose. Um, She just literally moves her hands and murders people, which is strangely effective. (laughs) Very strangely effective.
2: It's not as good as the movie.
0: It's just as good as the movie, if you ask me. Jess is wrong. Um, I think the theatrical changes, making it more realistic, makes it more of a character study as opposed to like a horror show as it was trying to like sell itself as originally
2: well it's based on horror so it's a i don't know if it's originally
0: in a, a horrific story it i mean sure it has like that really sad angry part at the end but i don't think it's really horrific it's more like catharsis i would say by genre definition it's definitely a horror If this were written by any author that wasn't Stephen King, would you identify it as horror? Yeah, probably. Why is that? Well, it's like Frankenstein.
2: I mean, a horror is like when basically you find out the entire world is against you and you have no real power or anything like that. Um, And everything's out to get you. And that definitely happens in this.
0: And sometimes the only person you can love is your mother, as I learned from Norman Bates and Jason Voorhees.
2: Yeah, except for even in this, she can't even love her mother. Her her mother kills her.
0: Now, Andrew, as someone that has watched the movie and as I as someone who has read the book, What is your opinion on the adaptation from stage to screen? And Andrew has only ever seen the revival version. It is really hard to find any clips or video or any real audio of the original version. So forgive us if we're a little biased here. So what do you think of the adaptation process?
2: I think the music is very good. And I think they tried their best with the with an onstage version. But I think that if you're looking for you know a horror property i think the movie is actually just better
0: (laughs) now why do you think it's better where do you think the musical falls short
2: i don't know the 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 movie is just able to portray things in a much more dramatic way than you know just a stage show can ever do it I i think
0: what do you think are the limitations that held the stage show back You can't really get up close and personal with any of the characters. But that's what the songs are for. You're supposed to get into Carrie's head through her expression of her emotions through her songs and emotional exploration there. I don't think
2: it does it well enough to top the movie. There's nothing more iconic when you think of Carrie than her face in close up covered in blood. And I don't think the musical does anything that's going to surpass that.
0: You see, I disagree. I think it's getting into her head and seeing the person that does all this like dramatic destruction in the end and understanding her and following her through because she really is. We're able to get inside Carrie's head, understand her trials and tribulations in a way that I really didn't feel with just the close ups and emotional stress of sissy space. Yes, you film. didn't
2: even watch the movie.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the musical does a very good job of getting into her head is all I'm saying.
2: I think it does as well, but I think the movie does a better job.
0: Fair enough. As someone that's only read the book, I feel like the musical is a better uh, step up from the book.
2: Uh, actually, I've heard that the book is always better and a lot of your audience probably agrees.
0: Yeah, if they're watching Harry Potter, probably. I'm I'm just going to
2: throw this out there The the book is almost always worse No matter what you're you're watching
0: Because you know what, you have to
2: read (laughs) You have to fucking read it (laughs) Fuck fuck that (laughs) If it's a movie, a musical, it doesn't matter The book is worse, fuck you
0: (laughs) Because it's longer, it takes more time And you can't watch it And they
2: talk about all these stupid details That really probably should have been cut out
0: Lame is do we really need to know about the Paris Sewers and how it's built?
2: Yeah, would you really rather read the Lamez book than fucking watch the musical? No. Or the movie? Well yes, the movie? Yes, <laughs> I would. Jess loves the movie. He lies to all of you.
0: I don't even hate the movie. <laughs> I just like the musical so much better. <laughs>
2: He he thinks that I forget what the fuck his name is is a great singer.
0: You Jackman or Russell Crowe?
2: Russell Crowe. He thinks Russell Crowe is the greatest singer of all time. He tells me this. There's quotes of this that I've recorded in secret that we will play for you.
0: Now, my next question for you, now that we've talked about our interpretations of the musical itself, do you think the topic itself works as a musical? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: I think something like like it, the musical wouldn't work. <laughs> uh,
0: now, why do you think it th- wouldn't work? But Carrie does
2: um, because in Carrie, the drama is coming from a character that actually can sing, whereas in it, you you really I mean, maybe you could and have it work, but I don't think you can have Pennywise have a musical number.
0: <laughs> have you seen the Rocky Por- Horror Picture Show? Pennywise has a great voice. <laughs> fuck Fuck you, Jess. <laughs> I mean, Tim Curry is a wonderful singer, so I think it would be even more better if he could sing.
2: Yeah, but what about that other guy? Can he sing? I don't think so.
0: I think Carrie also works in the adaptation process. Um, the topic is a little macabre, and it did come out before like it got really dark to think about like school shootings and destruction. Can we the talk
2: about school shootings real quick? <laughs> Hang on a second. Here's a... Here's a topic we should talk about. Let's talk about how this whole musical is literally just a fucking school shooting.
0: I mean, last week we talked about, like, drugs in school. Let's talk about school shootings this week. Hang on a
2: second, guys. Let's talk about school shootings. Uh, Yeah, this whole musical is just a school shooting. Uh, Literally.
0: Elaborate, sir.
2: You could take, take Carrie and make her into... A bullied kid and take away her psycho whatever powers and give her a gun and this is a school shooting literally you don't have to change it from carrie just take away her powers and give her
0: a gun well the thing is she doesn't take herself out her mom takes her out
2: okay well if i remember right in the movie she does take herself out but whatever
0: <laughs> i didn't see the movie can't blame me
2: okay i'm pretty sure in the movie she kills her mom And then gets all upset about it and then kills herself by burning her house down. So, yeah, Carrie is literally about a school shooter.
0: Now, do you think the metaphor works? Like, do you think it's more effective now than it was in the 70s because of our new climate that we're in?
2: I think it's more shocking now than it was in the 70s because of the climate we're in.
0: Now, who is the really to blame then? Is it Carrie herself and her unhinged mind or is it like the bullies that drove her to this?
2: I think that's the why everyone in this musical is so hateable. Because it's her fault. It's her mom's fault. It's the bully's fault.
0: It's everybody's fault. But that's the way it is for any serial killer like Ed Gain. like is his mom's fault. It's the rest of the world's fault and it's his own fault. It's honest. Is it really though? Yes.
2: When you watch Psycho, are you thinking are you thinking, man, this is everybody's fault? Or are you thinking, Man, this is this guy's fault probably. Well, the
0: thing about Psycho is <laughs> it's not like he's surrounded by bullies, he's surrounded by randos that walk into his life. You just described high school. No, high school is when you're trapped in a confined space around people and they all treat you like shit. I mean
2: that's jess's high school experience we already talked about our high school experience what the fuck is this show <laughs> jess we did this last week if you if you talk about like the zodiac killer and shit like that i don't think that's everybody's fault he's just killing random fucking people that didn't Zodiac Zodiac killer
0: was no one's fault but the zodiac killer i'll give you that it,
2: honestly in real life i'm not sure it is everyone to blame it's such a fucking touchy subject yeah why'd you bring it up because this musical is about a school shooting,
0: <laughs> a Telconnect school shooting.
2: Just like last week, we talked about Entrapment, the musical. This is Columbine, the musical. Oh, God. And I'm sure that's in the making already.
0: I, I hope not. I really hope not. All right, Andrew, we've talked enough about that touchy subject. <laughs> Let's compare it to High School Musical for a minute.
2: Oh, yeah, let's compare it to High School Musical for a second. Um, Some of the songs sound like High School Musical songs, and then other ones don't. (laughs) This one's like High School Musical mixed with... I uh, want that to
0: be your summation of every musical that we would do from now on. It's not true, though. In this
2: one, it is true. This one sounds like they took half the songs from High School Musical and mixed it with half the songs from Sweeney Todd. And they're like, yeah, this is the (laughs) musical.
0: I think that it's really effective. Um, I'm glad that it really isn't about clicks because that's a like trope that I'm really sick of. But do I'm just imagining the high school musical world, but you just put Carrie White in the middle of it.
2: I think this musical is just high school musical, but they uh, they don't end it early. So high school musical would be it's the same thing, but they end it after the prom starts they end it when the prom starts and everything's happy and it's like wow high school musical <laughs> at, at there's a secret scene at the end of high school musical where Zach Efron gets covered in <laughs> shit by by those two bully kids and he fucking <laughs> kills everybody <laughs> there's a that's a secret scene no one knows it exists but it happens after the movie ends so there's my theory. We're That's my theory. We're all
0: this together. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Stop burning me. <laughs> yeah.
2: it, 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 and Zach Efron's dad is way harder on him, and 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 we just don't get to see it. Oh. <laughs>
0: just curious as to your opinions on the songs in the show because you said you like the music so I'm just curious as to what your favorite songs in the show would be All
2: right, I'm gonna have to pick two um, because I feel like there's there's two different musicals going on at the same time here I'm gonna to pick my favorite high school <laughs> musical song and my favorite Sweeney Todd song Alright. okay my favorite high school musical song was The World According to Chris really which I thought was awesome it's very catchy nice
0: <laughs> is catchiness the one thing you judge or do you judge by like how it fits no, in the story
2: that's not the one thing i judge but the how it benefits in the story is probably one of the uh lower qualifiers for me really i just think that it's a it's a very fun song and i like listening to it so there you, you go you see
0: in the reverse like how it fits in the story is number one and everything else is like secondary
2: i mean that's how you do it it's not how i do it
0: it's because i'm better than you <laughs> That's fine.
2: Um, And then I think my my second was. uh, Oh, my God. Uh, Stay Here Instead. I think I like that one a lot.
0: That was between Carrie and her mom. Yes. And that would be my my favorite Sweeney Todd song. All right. My two favorite songs are. I really love Carrie as an introduction song because it sums up the characters wants, needs and her relationship to everyone else in there. And also, it's just catchy. It's the one that I've had in my head all week. And I know that's like a really shitty way to judge how whether or not you like a song is whether or not you remember it, because that's the old Sondheim statement of there's not a tomb you can hum. But I it really stuck with me and I think it's a great like I want plus introduction song. I also really love and Eve was weak. And I think that everyone who originally watches this show loves that song because it really is an intense like Lay Miz style song.
2: I honestly thought it was kind of annoying. They just kept repeating the same thing three times and then three times and then three times and it's just Got on my nerves, Andrew. How does it
0: feel to be wrong about everything?
2: I I mean, I get—I don't know. It's—I didn't think it was that good. I thought it was definitely intense, and it was—it was a good song. It just—I don't know. It—it wasn't the one that like really stood out to me. I I kind of wanted it to end eventually. Okay. Um, The song "You Shine" is this a Stephen King reference?
0: I—it could be, but I didn't see it as that
2: i was thinking about it like i was at first i didn't notice it and then i was like wait a second shine that's a stephen king thing that's in all of his shit and i'm pretty sure carrie has that according to him like carrie shines because that's what he calls psycho powers or whatever so is the name of the song and the subject of the song is that a reference to that is there any word on
0: that I don't think there's been anything stated, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was, is my final answer.
2: OK, I just wanted to throw that out there because I I mean, I'm not sure we anyone noticed that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andrew, you might be the
2: first. I'm not the first, probably. I, I, I think that they actually did it intentionally. I think they wrote it intentionally <laughs> that way. But yeah,
0: if you know the answer, please comment in the description below. Andrew, we've had a lot of fun talking about Carrie the Musical, but we'll return to that in a bit. But do you want to remo- move on to something that is much more terrible? I would love to talk about Glee. <laughs> I mean, Riverdale. All right, let's move on. Riverdale is an American teen drama television series based on the characters of the Archie Comics, which, you know, is, that's really weird, right? That's like really friggin weird. But is Archie really popular enough to warrant a TV show? What are you talking about? All the kids love Archie. I can't wait for the true teen drama version of Garfield coming out next.
2: I would watch that.
0: Nermal's pregnant at age 17 and is debating whether or not to abort the baby. And Odie is the jock that impregnated her. And they're going to have like demented like cat dog babies. <laughs> Everyone, please go watch
2: Lasagna Cat. Not a joke. Go watch Lasagna Cat. Please. I I recommend that
0: too, but it's not a musical. Lasagna
2: Cat is amazing. It's not, it is musical related, musically related. There's music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tangentially, very unrelated, but I would, but back to Riverdale.
2: (laughs) Riverdale. So I've never read an Archie comic in my life. I know that there's that one guy that wears that hat that looks like a crown. Uh, I think his name is Jughead?
0: Yeah, Jughead.
2: Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Archie.
0: Well, I have not seen anything of Archie. I have never seen anything of Riverdale except for this episode. I did watch it.
2: Oh, you watched the whole episode? I have not. It is not great. (laughs)
0: Perfect. I'm sure there's people out there that love this show and think it's great and, like, real big Archie fans or something. Uh, But let me go into, like, the basic thing. Chapter 31, A Night to Remember, is the 18th episode of the second season of the American television series Riverdale.
2: Wow, that's the title of one of the songs.
0: Wow! The school... Wow. The basic plot is the school does a production of Carrie the Musical, which is weird, like just for high schools to be doing Carry the musical. And I still can't get over the fact this is a teen show about Archie that takes itself way too seriously.
2: They got the title of the show wrong. They should have called it a night we'll never forget.
0: Yeah, fuck. They didn't even get- why they call it a night to remember. What are they stupid? I mean, but this show does literally everything I hate about musicals made in media. They make it like way too like polished. They make it way too like not integrated into the world, especially if they were supposed to convince us that they're singing live. It does everything that I hate. If you want to see like musical theater done in a dramatic way that is effective and integrated into the world, watch Hello Again. They really mix that very well into that movie. This does not at all. And this is from The CW, the same channel that brought us Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the one TV show that ever did musical theater storytelling right.
2: I know Jess is very intensely passionate about this, but I'm just just amazed that people watch a show about Archie.
0: (laughs) I'm equally amazed at that, but also the fact that that show about Archie didn't carry the musical episode. Really, it feels like a Mad Libs.
2: What high school... Put on Carrie the musical as a production. What the
0: fuck? One that didn't read the libretto beforehand.
2: Isn't Carrie a little dark and anti-religious and and like school shooting oriented and I mean like holy shit. This is like the opposite of what you'd want to do at a high school.
0: Yeah, if you're you at a high should school be putting
2: on like Aladdin.
0: Or a little shop of horrors, it's perfect for high school. But the thing that really bothers me about this carry the musical episode they do is that every time they put in the musical numbers, it stops the narrative altogether. Just like, hey, let's watch someone do a musical number for five minutes and then we'll continue the narrative. Maybe after it's done. Um,
2: The the musical is the narrative, Jess.
0: It isn't. I mean, take a look at the Glee Rocky Horror Show, and it does the same thing where it's like, let's stop and see the sweet transvestite scene. Let's stop and see like Hoppatootie sung by um, Uncle Jesse meatloaf. from Full House.
2: Oh, that's not meat love. Wait, isn't every episode of Glee like that?
0: Yes, but that one's especially terrible. <laughs> but overall, the Riverdale episode of Carrie is really bad. It is really bad. However... Andrew, you still there? And it was
2: really bad. And it was really bad. And <laughs> it was really bad.
0: <laughs> I've got a question. I watched the Riverdale
2: episode of Carrie, and it was really
0: bad. <laughs> Andrew, I've got a question for you. Yeah, sure. If something really bad brought you onto something that is actually good, or at least of quality, is it worth that really bad thing existing in the first place? No. Why do you say that?
2: Because we fucking media shouldn't be worth making just because it references good stuff. That's fucking that's terrible.
0: Do you think rents worth existing because it brought us to Lab M? No, definitely not.
2: I mean, I could have just looked that up by myself if I wanted to. Maybe maybe we should be talking more about actually good stuff instead of making terrible stuff that references good stuff.
0: But Andrew the terrible stuff is what kids love nowadays. Kids love terrible oh. garbage. Oh, no.
2: Jess, you're you're like justifying the nostalgia culture right now. Make
0: it stop. I mean, Stranger Things brought more people to Ghostbusters. I don't think Stranger Things is terrible, though, is it? Season two was pretty bad. First season was okay.
2: Like, I, I'm pretty sick of the nostalgia culture, the Hey, l- remember this thing?
0: I think we should start being nostalgic for the 1910s again.
2: Can we get a version of Ready Player 1 but their culture is still obsessed with like the 19 19- 1920s and everyone's talking about how swing music is so sweet and they miss drinking. They all miss drinking. They're like, yeah, even though drinking's allowed cuz they live in like the future, but they're still obsessed with pop culture from the 1920s. Birth of a Nation is, like, referenced, like, 400 times in the movie.
0: <laughs> D.W. Griffith is a character that you, like... And
2: <laughs> yeah, you meet... You have to, uh, like, pass a quiz, like, on, on him
0: to, like, get one of the keys. <laughs> <laughs> then on top of that, you gotta go inside the jazz singer. Uh,
2: Ready Player One references The Shining, which is a Stephen King movie, which means that we're directly related to the Carrie musical right now. We're bringing it back.
0: Ah, full circle. Isn't that great? Full circle. Ready Player One sucked, by the way. Do not watch that. Thank you. I was thinking about buying it on 4K Blu-ray. So thank you for telling me not to. Hey, Jess, remember all this stuff? <laughs> Why don't they ever reference Carrie the musical? They did.
2: We made a show about how remember Archie, and that remember Archie show was about remember Carrie? (laughs)
0: Wow. Andrew, you want to say anything else about the Carrie musical? I think it was pretty good. Um, I don't know. You seem pretty down on it this entire podcast.
2: Uh, I mean, I liked the music in it, but the whole time I'm just thinking about I should probably, probably should watch the movie again. <laughs> I I think the movie was very good. The movie was really, really good. And. It's hard for me to directly recommend watching the musical over the movie when I think the movie is better.
0: <laughs> well, as someone that hasn't seen the movie but has seen clips from the movie and read the book, I thought the musical is probably the best way to actually intake the story. I think I understood who Carrie was a lot better than I did in the novel, as well as I feel like it um, explained the ancillary characters a lot better than the book end any other form of the story i've seen did i understand sue and miss gardner who has changed from miss collins who has changed from something unpronounceable in the book i feel like it really did elaborate on the story a a lot and i thought it was really effective and i also liked a lot of the songs i like a
2: lot of the songs and i think it's good to get to listen to the songs but i probably just watch the movie and then listen to the songs
0: And I also liked um, a lot of the performances I saw in the recording, which is the ProShot recording that is currently on YouTube that had Alice Ripley and Keaton something, some kind of last name. I don't know. She everyone did good. And I highly recommend you go and check that out if you want some musical theater content to watch this Halloween and you're really sick of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Andrew, what are your overall thoughts on Carrie and your cheese rating?
2: I think it was very good. My cheese rating, I think I'd give it, um, let's see. I don't really think of this one. I want to give it like a sausage with cheese um, because then we'd have a bucket of pig's blood for it.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't just like put Parmesan on the pig's blood?
2: No, no, we'd just, we'll get sausage and cheese and then on the side there's a bucket of pig's blood from the pig we had to kill to make the sausage. Fair enough. Um, I would say it's very nice. Uh, definitely would uh, recommend uh, at least to listen and uh, watch the movie, too. The movie's are really good.
0: I highly recommend the musical. There's a very accessible version of it on YouTube that I highly recommend. The performances there are great. And really, it is just a fun like little Halloween musical. And we don't have many of those.
2: I would say based on our show, we have there's a lot of them. It's pretty much all we talked about.
0: How oh, so about you go <laughs> fuck yourself then, Andrew? You watch
2: Sweeney Todd. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. You can watch uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then Carrie. And then Carrie. Uh, any, anything with Archie in it. <laughs> and Rent.
0: Yeah, that's the scariest of all these.
2: Yeah, the scariest part. You can watch reviews of Rent. And uh, that's that's very scary. That will make you fear for your uh, sanity.
0: All right. Thank you guys for watching. I'm really appreciative that you stuck around this long. Um, Please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get across and get viewed by more people. Even if it's negative, be honest. We would really like the feedback. We want to be better. We always want to be better for you guys. Check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, all those. We're under Musicals with Cheese. Also, follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. Ask us questions. Get in contact. Tell us that we're wrong. Tell us that we're right. Just get in contact also if you have long form questions that you'd like to ask us email us at musical at gmail.com and theater is spelled with an r e also we're on instagram and musical theater lives and youtube of course at musical theater lives
2: yeah give us uh, some comments don't say anything negative about me i do take it very harshly so focus that negative energy on jess um he needs the most improvement And uh, this Halloween, I'm dressed as a Fortnite character. I'm currently flossing. You can't see it, but picture it in your mind. I am flossing at the moment.
0: Have a good Halloween, everyone. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Jess. I'm Andrew. And thank you for listening to Musicals with Cheese.